It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir. I know it's late, so welcome to the rendezvous. Uh, I'm here, we're here, and we're going to talk love, we're going to talk relationships, but we're also going to talk life on the rendezvous. Because as a friend of mine told me the other day, life is not just relationships, lives include many other decisions. So sometimes on this show, I'm going to open up other questions a bit more about life in general, friendships also. A lot of people have asked me questions about how to handle the different stage of life with your friends. For instance, friends of mine who are now married compared to the friends that are not uh, and stuff like that. So I want to expand the dimension of this show to more than just love and relationships, uh, but that will still be the core of it. So get ready. This is 2021 revolution. <laughs> the number, though, doesn't change. That is not revolutionized. It's still the same. Any questions for me about your relationship or your life, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Brooke. Bonjour, Simon. <laughs> Bonjour, Brooke. What's up with your fiancé? Um, a lot. He just got a job <laughs> offer in Dallas, Texas. Um, and it's a big promotion, a lot more money, and um, just a lot mm. more benefits. And he really wants to move. And mm -hmm. I just, my entire life is here, and I don't know what to do. Well, and our wedding okay, first is here, of all, too. Oh, the wedding is here. And where is here? L.A. Okay. Your job, do you have a job? I have a job, but I'm a photographer, so technically I can work anywhere. But I'm also an actress, and I don't think there's a lot of acting in Dallas, Texas. There is some. There is some. I know Matthew McConaughey and other people said, you know, I've moved to Texas. They go back and forth, and, and you know, you could but do that. That's Matthew McConaughey. I'm not famous like that. <laughs> <laughs> yet. Yet. We, we hope you will be. Um, no, the point is, uh, let's be real economically careful. Who's making the most money? He makes more money than I do. And with this new job, he has the ability to make more than double of what he made this past year. Okay. Um, <laughs> you guys want kids? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. So do you want your kids to be safer economically or in a more cool environment like L.A.? So which one is going to be your priority? I mean, of course I want my kids to be financially safe. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not like the coolness of L.A. It's more like, am I going to be able to still act? So I've got some good news. I mean, I've lived four years in Dallas, Texas, and also went to Austin. In Austin, Texas, there's so much going on with movies and, and so much. You'll be surprised. So a lot of things now are shot in Texas. And you can, you know, you can always go back and forth to L.A., after the pandemic, my advice is, you know, take the money and run. Because in this day and age, it's so hard to find a great job. It's so hard to find a raise. It's so hard to feel stable. Brooke, my advice is, you know, put it all in the bank, move within, and then go back and forth if you need to. But this is an age and, and time, Brooke, where, you know, a huge opportunity to make more money, I would jump on it. Yeah, I mean, most most of my auditions, except for one, you know, when things were kind of opening up was via Zoom. So that's definitely true. Still hard, Brooke, though. <laughs> I, I understand. I respect that because that's the truth. It is hard to move. But you won't yeah. be disappointed. The Dallas is a lot of fun, and I've, I've been there long enough. Okay, well, I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> Please do. See what happens. <laughs> All right, Brooke. Thank you so much for calling. Good luck to you, and enjoy Texas. 
Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Seriously, you're you're a lifesaver to me always. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for calling. <laughs> Et bonsoir. Bonsoir. <laughs> if you're in a relationship and one of you get a great big job offer in another state, what would you do? Really, let, let's talk about the reality of life next. So, you know, our last caller said, you know, Simon, my, you know, fiancé got a job in Dallas. We live in California. And I said, you know, how much money are we talking about? And she goes, it's like double the money and more for him. But I got to give up, you know, some of my, you know, my easiness working in LA as an actress. I can work on Zoom. And I'm a little disturbed because I got to tell you, so many friends of mine got laid off. And we're grateful to have a job in a show still. What a miracle. So when I hear this, I'm like, but what's up, right? I mean, if, if you're in a relationship, in a marriage, or, uh, you know, engaged, especially if you have no kids, and your partner double his income, guys, don't you want to jump on the offer and go? Or am I wrong and I'm not understanding anything about relationship anymore and you just should talk about it for hours and just hesitate? Would you hesitate? Let me tell you what I would say if my girlfriend would come to me with such an offer. Next. Just think about it in this crazy world we are, even though it's late tonight. But if your partner, your fiancé, your husband or wife, comes to you and say, listen, honey, I got a great new offer and uh, double the salary, maybe more, but it's in another state, would you pack your bag and say, let's go? You guys don't have kids. Think about that. Just you and him or you and her, whatever. I am already packing. Well, now, yes, I can do radio from any places because I can do it from home or any studio. The stability of a relationship, it is anchored in the financial stability. It's not romantic to say that, but it's honest. It's true. I mean, you'd rather date somebody broke or you'd rather date somebody very wealthy who makes you know, more money by working so hard. It's not romantic to ask this question, but I got the answer. If my girlfriend was making twice the money, I'm leaving wherever I'm at. The next morning, that's just me. Anyway, we'll always be real on this show. You calls are next. You got a questions for me? Call my show, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Kendra. Bonjour, Simon. What's going on with your boyfriend? Well, um, I've been dating him for seven years, and he has yet to uh, propose. Ah. So what has changed? All right, so that's interesting because that's a very long time. What has changed from your point of view in the year one to year seven? What are the main changes that has happened? Well, we kind of separated for like a month or so after the first year, but then we got right back together. And then um, we've only gotten closer since then. I mean, we've always just been really close. And he says he wants to propose. But he, mm -hmm. like, just is um, lazy. <laughs> and I think he wants me to tell him exactly what to do. And I just don't want to do that. I want him to, like, take the initiative and figure it out. All right. Uh, in the private world, is he more submissive than you are? Um, Who's I boss? I guess if anyone's a boss, I am. Here we go. <laughs> uh, and he likes it. He likes it. So, uh, how important is it for you to get married? 
it's not like imperative, but I just kind of want to get married before my grandfather dies and he turns 97 in a couple weeks. <laughs> well, so that like, I get it. Um, but that's not, in my opinion, this is not a good reason to get married. Uh, it's a reason, not the good reason. The good reason is that you and him can't wait to do this engagement. Uh, do it for other people, even grandparents or parents. I don't buy that. I think that what matters, Kendra, is you and him can't wait to get married. If it's not the case, there is an unspoken, right? It's something like he has to want to get married to you badly. Or it's disappointing if he doesn't, right? Yeah. So um, can you imagine staying with him for the rest of your life just as you are? Um, yeah, I can imagine that. But I also, we both really want a wedding. But like, I think it's also like, oh, we know how expensive it is. So it's like, oh, how long will we be engaged before we can yeah. actually even afford the wedding we want? So, okay, so here's my solution. Put that on hold in your mind. Uh, right now, there's still, you know, the pandemic. There is still that, I think, you know, um, Let's, let's pray for your grandfather to be there until, you know, in the next, you know, five or ten years. But most importantly, I don't think he's ready. And, and I think, like you said, you guys want a, good, a big wedding. I don't think it's the right time financially to go crazy on that, too. So let's just put everything on hold and enjoy what you have. Yep, I agree, I guess. <laughs> I'm glad you called me. Kendra, thank you so much. Good luck to you and have a good night. Thank you, you too. Coming up, I received a Facebook message question from Athena about her husband. And she needs my help. So I want to help her, her husband and their marriage. Coming up next. So I got a Facebook message from Athena who says, Bonjour, Simon. It seems like my husband has lost all interest in me in the ooh-la-la department. And I want to fix it. So, Simon, how do I get my husband to desire me again? Athena, thanks for the Facebook message. How do you get your partner to desire you again, I think I have the solution for you. Coming up next. So Athena is asking me a very important question. She is married and she realizes lately that her husband sadly has all interest in her for the ooh-la-la. They're not making love, right? So she says, how do I get my husband to desire me again, Simon? That's the question. Well, Athena, I got one word. Distance. You gotta take your distance. I don't want you to try any lingerie. I don't want you to try all those cliches. It doesn't work. I'm a guy. And so you have a good meal. You have some wine. You don't push it. Because if you try to use the cliche of overdoing it and he doesn't react, it's humiliating for you and it won't work for him. I want him to chase you. And the only way to have somebody chasing you is to use distance. If this doesn't work, then you have to go to a couple of therapists because then there is something else. We'll see how it goes. All right, that's my strategy. You call the next. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Camille. Bonjour, Simon. My question tonight is how to find um, a good balance. I have an 18-month-old and I work full-time. My husband works full-time. And with mm -hmm. everything going on with, like, the holidays and COVID, I just have not, we have not been able to find any time with one another, and our patience with each other is growing really thin. So I just kind of need some advice as far as how I can, like, create more of, like, a romantic environment or, like, time with him um, so we can kind of reconnect because we're missing each other a lot. 
So, I've got to ask you this question. Um, how's the ooh-la-la in your relationship, in your marriage? Um, it was bad, and now we're kind of picking back up. It was bad? What do you mean by why it was bad? Just no time for, like, no intimacy, no time for oh, intimacy. Oh, okay. So not bad by, by, by definition, just poor in terms of timing, like no, non-existent. Correct, correct, correct. This is the root of the problem. I'm going to explain to you something very simple. For adults, you know, when you're in a relationship, the way to relax, the way to find time, is you have to go back to the beginning. And so here's my advice, is that the ulala reflects almost your subconscious, your, your, your feelings, it's like, in the chemistry. If you notice in your relationship that the ulala is non-existent, it means that everything else is dissolving quickly in front of your eyes. This is like the biggest red flag. No more ulala. It's like Houston, we have a problem. So, okay. here's my advice. Since uh, uh, showers, especially when you have kids, is what I call the safe place because you can run the shower water very loud. The kids won't hear it. You can lock all the doors. You can have candles. And I say, why don't you ulala a little bit more in the shower in the morning or at night? So you recreate sometimes to start with this because once this is reconnected, everything else will be fine. And also for two people, two human beings, when they make one, when they make love and all that, when they, it's like a unique energy of life. Mm -hmm. So without that, you become roommates. Without the ooh-la-la yes. and the making love, it's, just, it's, it's not sustainable. That's exactly what it feels like as roommates. Yep. That's it. So, you know, next shower, run it loud, close the doors, and you know what to do. Okay. All right. That is actually um, doable. <laughs> per se. <laughs> all right, Camille. Thank good luck you. to you. Enjoy all the showers, and, and everything will be fine. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. How important is it for you to have ooh-la-la and a lot of it if you're in a relationship, exclusive relationship, engaged or married. Let's talk about that next. So, tell me, if you're in a relationship right now, if you're engaged or married, how important is it for you to have ulala? Because so many times, so many times, friends of mine come to me for advice or questions. We talk, and neighbors, not, you know, just like, not the radio show, just in real life. And what do we realize? The ulala is almost like a long, dry spell of boredom. No more passion. Once in a while, it's always these kids in the way. And then they forget that we're not roommates when in a relationship. We're not brothers and sisters. We're not like, you know, just friends. If you take away that chemistry, your relationship is slowly dying. So there is the amount of ulala that you have to always look for. And then, since we had it, there is the kind of ulala that is also important. So let's talk about that too. Let's, let's be daring. Let's dare tonight. We'll talk about that next. So, you know, the chemistry, the cement of the relationship is love, make love, be loved. But we can't ignore the fact that, you know, this ooh-la-la part is also keeping us together. We're not roommates. When I'm dating somebody, when I'm in a relationship, 
there is no ulala, then we become friends and roommates, and I'm looking at some somebody else. That's how it goes. So what kind of ulala should you have to keep things exciting? It's the kind you like, and I mean the one you fantasize about, the one that you, and not just your partner, but you want to do, right? So my advice to you, when you are exclusive, when you are together for a long time, explore. We have one life. Don't repeat the same thing, the same place at the same time. Please go wild and crazy. Just like when you're in your 20s. If you stop doing this, you're putting a damper on the light of love in your relationship. Don't do that. So that's my advice. You call the next. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Drew. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Drew. Um, you want to share a romantic story on the rendezvous? Please, go ahead. I do. Well, yeah, it was uh, a few months ago, and, you know, when people started started staying at home more and, and whatever, and, yeah, I've been seeing a few people, you know, think, things weren't too serious, but all of a sudden, it was you're forced to really re- re-examine every relationship and every little person, every, every, every little thing you do, you know? And... Um, mm-hmm girl I was seeing she pulled me aside she's like I you know I want you to be the person I you know I quarantine with I want you to be the person that I spend mm-hmm. my time with I don't want to see anyone else and you know it's it was kind of like a, we had a moment where it was hey we're taking this to the next level this kind of this whole situation kind of forced us to take a look at who we wanted to spend time with and who was you know who was going to be that person you know so it was really amazing how did that make you feel Oh, so it made me feel great just because I was thinking about her too. So, um, you know, I was kind of glad. It was like, oh, you know, I felt like I was on The Bachelor or something and I got that rose. You know, <laughs> you know she, she's like, oh, no, you're, you're my choice. I like yeah. that. I like that. Listen, wonderful story. Thank you so much for sharing, Drew. I really appreciate it. Good luck to both of you. Thank you so much. So I want to finish the show with a key question about texting when you're in a relationship because so many people have asked me that. So... When you are in a relationship, do you expect your partner to text back right away or not really? We'll talk about that next. So when you're in a relationship, do you expect your partner to text back right away or not really? You know, because it's a big deal when you're not in a relationship. It's kind of a sign, right? So at the beginning, ladies play it's always hard to get. I've noticed that. No denying there. It's like a cool thing to do. Don't answer right away. But as you get to know each other, then, you know, and you're exclusive, and even more if you're married or engaged or in a partnership, right? Do you expect your partner to text back right away? So it's interesting because I posted that on my social media at Rendezvous Radio, and 45% of you voted, yes, I expect my partner to text me back right away. But 55% of you said, no, I don't expect that. So I usually expect it, but I know if my girlfriend is at work or if... I know ahead of time that she's busy, then it's okay. That's how I see it. Thank you so much for voting. Thank you for spending this evening with me. Et puis bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.